Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Roast Masters Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mostaller, along with me, Brandon King. And we got our man back, the one and only Garrett Harrison. Garrett, tell the viewers how you've been. It's been a few weeks. You were away in North Carolina, and now you're back to talk football. Yeah, I uh, miss you guys. I've you know been working late a couple of those. This probably, I don't know if I missed two weeks there. I was working late and then I was down in North Carolina last weekend and it was a nice trip, you know, got some, got to do some golfing and uh, got to watch some, at least Thursday night football, even though I couldn't place bets because North Carolina is one of the, um, one is one, is one of uh, the many states that don't allow sports betting since there's only 11 states in the country that allows it, but it was a good time, you know, uh, I'm ready to get back talking some football. I'm excited. Glad to have you back, and definitely uh, a good good time you had down there, it looks like. So uh, we will see how you do this week with your picks, but let's take a, a look at week seven before we move on to week eight, as we normally do, uh, and take a look at the scores here. Uh, first, on Thursday Night Football, the Browns beat the Broncos by a field goal, <clears throat> excuse me, 17-14. to 14. The Titans, boy, did they whip up on the Chiefs 27 to 3. And uh, Titans were actually underdogs in that game. Packers over the Washington football team 24 to 10. The Bengals just destroyed the Ravens 41 to 17. The Giants upset the Panthers 25 to 3 at home. Falcons going to Miami and take care of business 30 to 28. The Patriots put up 54 points on the Jets and they beat them by a score of 54 to 13. The Raiders defeated the Eagles 33 to 22. The Rams over the Lions 28 to 19. The Buccaneers destroyed the Bears 38 to 3. Cardinals destroyed the Texans 31 to 5. Sunday night football, Carson Wentz and the Colts took care of Jimmy G and the 49ers 30 to 18. And on Monday night football, in a lower scoring game, the Saints went into Seattle and defeated them 13 team to 10 so let's take a look at our picks from last week and brandon nine and four a best record there from last week and i won eight and five we take a look at the record board garrett and our are tied with our records brandon only two behind us so it's very tight between the three of us with still over half of the season to go so let's take a look at the locks of the week from last week that i said um the Seattle game uh, was a wrong one for me, but I did say to pick Tennessee plus four and a half that hit. I did say take Green Bay uh, minus seven and a half that hit. And I did say take the under of the Cleveland Denver game on Thursday night of 41 and a half, which hit. So not bad with the locks of the week. Hopefully we can cash a ticket this upcoming week and week eight. But let's bring the guys back in here. And before we move on to week eight, just talk about a game that stood out to you, Garrett, since it's been a while. Week seven, which game stood out to you? Um, I would say the Bengals-Ravens game. Uh, that stood out a lot because that, that Bengals team, man, they, they, they could be for real. You know, it, I – at first, I was like, ah, maybe they're just getting, you know, just a fluke. They're just they're just hot right now. But I, I, I think the Bengals have a potential. You know, they could be very, very good at, um, 
coming up, you know, definitely with a young team and they could make a nice playoff push. Do they make it far in the playoffs? Probably not just because they're young, but this team, this team is looking really, really good. Um, um, and you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a big Steelers fan and everything, but it's, it's, it's nice to see other teams in our division actually doing, doing well. And besides just the Steelers and Ravens. Um, the game that stood out to me for all the wrong reasons was Kansas city versus Tennessee. That game stood out to me for all the, all the wrong reasons. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to last long in Kansas city. I think he's going to be done. Not this year, possibly by next year. Everybody now has picked him up. Everybody has figured him out. And now you are playing and putting the uh, danger in your teammates. I don't think Tyreek Hill had a really good day. I don't even think Travis Kelsey had a really good day because of a score of 30 to three. Eh, that wasn't really good. Um, Tennessee, I, I thought that this team uh, was for real, but Tennessee may be the sleeper in the AFC, even though I do believe that the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Buffalo. I could potentially see uh, Tennessee versus Buffalo for the AFC championship. That one would be tough because I think Tennessee would get by. Um, I look for big things out of Tennessee. Derrick Henry is the truth, but I'm telling you, I'm scared for this Kansas City Chiefs team because even if they sneak into the playoffs, they probably won't get out of the wild card or they might not even make the playoffs at all. Both of those great games, surprises in both of them for, for most of the part. Uh, Brandon, you say in Buffalo and Tennessee, that is a bet that I played before the season even started for the AFC championship. And right now it is looking good that way after, you know, Tennessee losing to the jets, but then taking down the bills and the chiefs is just something else in back-to-back weeks. So uh, the team is on a hot streak right now and they look like a team to beat in the AFC. When you take a look at the Bengals, if you told me that they were leading the AFC North, Heading into week eight, I'd say that you're nuts, but that's what is happening right now. And they're number one after taking down the Ravens last week. Both great games. Uh, if I had to pick a game, I'd probably go with the Buccaneers and Bears just because we saw Tom Brady, the GOAT, get his 600th touchdown pass. And just how funny it was after that when Mike Evans didn't know that it was a 600 one. So he gave the ball to a fan and then they had to go over and kind of did a trade proposition there, which the fan definitely, definitely made out on getting a bunch of stuff from Tom Brady from the bucks for that game ball. So uh, that was, that was kind of interesting, but reaching that milestone is incredible for a guy that is almost 45 or so and still throwing like he's only 20, four touchdowns the other day. Uh, against this Bears defense. So that will wrap up week seven in the NFL. As we move along to week eight, let's see if we can pick some more winners and give you some locks of the week to take to the bank. You bet it, get some money for it. I already placed my bet, so I'll be ready to tell you that when we talk about week eight. So let's get started on Thursday night football. And actually, I believe this is the 
Um, going to be the best Thursday night football game as far as records. No teams with these type of records have played on Thursday night. You got the Green Bay Packers at 6-1 and one versus the Arizona Cardinals, who are undefeated at 7-0. and oh. Right now, Arizona is favored by a whopping 6.5 points. Why is that? Well, Devontae Adams did not travel with the team and will not be playing this coming week. Uh, on Thursday night due to a positive COVID test. So originally Arizona three-point favorites, now the whole way up to six and a half. Brandon, what do you think of that jump? Is one player missing out on the game make that much of a difference? And who do you have winning this game? I'll be honest with you. I like this game and I don't like this game for this simple reason. It's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers because he's good, but I... I'm, I, I, you got to believe the hype when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. This game could be real close, a drag-out defensive battle. I'm saying Arizona wins by one. Give me Arizona to win this matchup 27-26. Yeah, I, I, I like Arizona a lot in this game. Um, I I did still like him, even if Devontae Adams was going to play or not, um, just because I'm, you know, like Brandon says, I'm on the hype train. You got to stay on the hype train. Arizona, you know, go out and prove itself. This, this, this is a big test for you. Can, can you beat Aaron Rodgers, you know, even without Devontae Adams? Because Aaron Rodgers can spread the ball around. He can, he, he passes dimes, dude. Like he is good. Um, I, I, I do think it's going to be a lot less than six and a half. Um, I can see it being like a three-point game, you know, something like that, late field goal. But um, if if you're going to take anybody, I think I think you just keep riding the train. I think you keep going with Arizona in this one. Yeah, the only thing that helped as a sports better with Adams out is make me want to play Green Bay to cover more because now you're getting six and a half instead of three. I also like Arizona to win. I would take the money line there, but I would take Green Bay to cover that six and a half because I think they do make it a close game. These are two of the best teams in the NFC, and they could be meeting up in the playoffs, in my opinion, the way that they've been playing. So you got to ride Arizona here, though, because they haven't proven to us yet that they can lose seven and oh, and kind of surprising that they're that good so far in the season. But, you know, Green Bay, a tough test here coming into town. So, it's going to be a phenomenal Thursday night game. I look forward to watching it over under 49 and a half. I think it'll hit slightly under because Arizona does have a pretty good defense, but still it'll be in the twenties there uh, in a close game, but we're all going Arizona here. Make sure to do that as well. If you're betting uh, either Arizona money line or green Bay to cover, I'd rather play the green Bay to cover. If I was playing this game, not a lock of the week for me, but, We'll move on to Sunday at one o'clock and we have the Miami Dolphins going into town to Buffalo coming off the bye. They are four and two after the loss against the Tennessee Titans. So they got a week to think about it. The last time that these two faced off in week two of the season, Buffalo beat them 35 to nothing. Garrett, that means that they're 13 and a half point favorites going into this game after winning by 35. Can they get the job done? Once again, in Buffalo.
is it is me? This the, is this is this the Dolphins game? Yeah, Garrett. Dolphins Bills. Oh, okay. But uh, give me the Bills. There's no way. There's no way the Dolphins win this game. I know it's division and everything. You know, Bills come up come, are coming off a a bye. Correct. They did have a bye last week. Last week. You are correct. correct. You're okay. okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, I just, I just can't imagine you played Miami played a really bad Atlanta team and let Atlanta score 30 points on them. There's just no way that after a bye week, you know, getting the crap beat out of them by Tennessee, you know, run, run all over them by Derrick Henry. There's no way that Miami has a chance in this game. Give me Buffalo. And uh, you said 13 Buffalo is going to cover the spread. I, I guarantee Buffalo's covers the spread. They're coming out hot from that last loss, and then they're on a coming off a bye week. Yeah, no way. <sighs> Buffalo wins this matchup. Um, projectedly, they're looking for uh, Miami to score eighteen. I don't see it. Um, so give me Buffalo to win this one, thirty-one to six. Yeah, thirty-five nothing. As I said earlier in the. Week two matchup between these two teams, and that was in Miami. So bring it back to Buffalo. I do think that they'll come out of the gate a little slopped coming off the bye. I'd, so that for that reason, I'd play the under because Miami's not going to score the points against that Buffalo defense. And Buffalo not, might not score as many points coming off the bye. Uh, but I love this lock of the week. My first one here, Buffalo minus 13 and a half. They do it. In week two by 35, they do it by easily 21 plus in this one against this terrible Miami team that just can't get the job done. So give me Buffalo to win. Give me Buffalo to cover and play the under. You're going to pretty much want to play all your guys in this one for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, even who's the wide receiver two slash three on the team, I think has a big day. So a lot of good fantasy value here for the Buffalo Bills against a bad Miami team. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, Garrett said that they got the job done versus Miami, which they did barely, but a bad Atlanta team is hosting the Carolina Panthers. Just in week three, the Panthers are three and oh. Now we're looking at week eight and they're three and four going in the wrong direction. They head into Atlanta as three point underdogs. So Atlanta is three-point favorites in this one. The over-under at 46. A divisional game here, and the winner will move ahead of each other. So this means a lot for third and fourth in that division. So, uh, Brandon, who do you like in this one? Uh, um, if you would have told me that Carolina would be three and four, I wouldn't have believed you. If you'd have told me Atlanta would be three and three, I wouldn't have believed you. With that being said, I don't look for this game to be very low scoring, but I do look for Atlanta to come away with the win 25-22. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really want to pick Carolina because I know I, I just feel like maybe they got in a little slump, but maybe Carolina is just that. And I, and I'm starting to think that more. I, I and here's a little stat for you. Actually, Atlanta has won six out of the last seven games against Carolina. And I think that's going to prove to me, make my decision why I'm going to take Atlanta this week. And it's at home for Atlanta. 
it's it 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 might it, this could go either two ways. It could be a low low scoring game defensive, or it can be a shootout, and it could be like a thirty five to like thirty three kind of kind of game, you know. Um, so I, I'm gonna take Atlanta. You know, it, it's I think this game is kind of pointless because I think neither of these teams are gonna make playoffs. But give me a give me Atlanta in this one. I I, I think they can get the job done at home. Yeah, I like the Falcons. This one at home, that game versus Miami, I know it was a poor Miami defense, but that team was starting to get a groove offensively, getting the ball involved to Kyle Pitts, who had a huge day. Calvin Ridley with the touchdown grab, he needs to get more involved. He was supposed to be a big playmaker in fantasy this year, and so far he's just been pretty average. So I think that Atlanta continues to roll. I think they get a win versus Carolina team. Uh, and ever since Christian McCaffrey's gone out, this team has struggled. Even though Chuba Hubbard has been putting up numbers, it's still not the same uh, when you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey on the team. So in saying that, I like Atlanta to win this one. Garrett in the same boat. It could be a little uh, lower scoring game, or it could be a, a shootout. At the 45 or the 46 margin, I would probably take the over slightly and favor that shootout just a little bit more. Uh, But this is a game that I'm kind of staying away from betting-wise because I can make an argument for either team to win. So I would say just stay away uh, from this one. But if you had to, take Atlanta to win. Philadelphia at Detroit. Man, Philadelphia's struggling at 2-5. and Detroit, they've had some chances of winning some games, but ultimately are 0-7. And they're at home this week. Right now they're 3.5-point uh, underdogs to the visiting Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams really need to win here. Uh, the over-under at 48. Garrett, is there any way this Detroit team can get their first win at home this week? You know what? I think they can. I think this is the best 0-7 team that any body in, has ever seen. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can argue that. I mean, I'm, unless you're, you know, a hundred years old and you're telling me about some dude back in the fifties and I'll believe you, but like right now in this day, since me being alive, this is probably the best 0 7 team I've ever seen. Actually too, Detroit has won three, has won three straight against Philadelphia and it's at home. I'm going to take the underdog this week, dog. And I'm going with the Detroit lions because God, man, I, want them to win so bad. This is one of those NFC teams that I secretly root for all the time because I feel so bad for them. Please, Detroit, you are good. You just got to find the right pieces, man. You you can do it. I know you can. <laughs> I had a thought, and then I'm changing it. Um, I don't like this game at all. Both teams don't look that great. Um, projectedly, they have Philadelphia winning by a score 26-22. I'm flipping it around. I want Detroit to win this one 26-22. All right, then I'm not the only one thinking differently. I'm on page with you guys. Detroit has been playing some teams very close, you know, almost beating Baltimore. They gave the Rams a little bit of run for their money. Uh, and this Philadelphia team is looking pretty bad. Uh, so I think that the Lions do get their first win this week. I like them covering that three and a half anyways, and the over under slightly the under. Uh, but I think this is a must win game for Detroit because we've seen the coach. He's out there crying. He's blaming 
Jared Goff. Jared Goff needs to step it up. Well, here is his chance. It already looks like that division's out of hand for Philadelphia. So I like Detroit in the upset. I agree with you guys. I would play that all day for them to cover, at least for them to cover. And if you're looking for a little bit of some money there, why not take the risk in saying that Detroit wins that game? So give me the Lions at home. Now we move on. We talked earlier about the Tennessee Titans and how good they are. They're 5-2 and two on the season, leading the division. They go into Indianapolis, who's second in the division at 3-4, and four, in which Indianapolis picked up a win against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Right now, Indianapolis is the favorite in this game at minus 1.5. The over-under set at a whopping 51. And why don't I start out by saying that this is my second lock of the week, Tennessee plus 1.5. I don't see how they are underdogs in this one. They took care of business versus Indianapolis earlier in the season. They're coming off two huge wins. And Indianapolis, again, three and four on the season. I love Tennessee to straight out win this one. I love Tennessee to cover the one and a half. Now, I ultimately could see Tennessee being favored in this one coming closer to Sunday. Uh, But for the time being now, if you get on FanDuel, plus one and a half. So. Brandon, do you agree with that, Tennessee on the win? Yeah, I agree with Tennessee on the win. I don't know why Tennessee's getting disrespected. I really don't. And I'll I'll speak of disrespect here in a minute when it comes to a game. Um, But I don't really see how they can disrespect Tennessee like that. Tennessee has been playing caliber football. So I tell you what, do I expect it to be close? Yes. Do I expect it to be a good game? Yes. But do I expect Tennessee to drop it? No. I expect Tennessee to win this matchup 26-25. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who in the right mind would give uh, the Colts a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, they, I don't I, – unless you're dropped on your head, you know, something like that, there's no reason why you don't pick uh, – Tennessee Titans here, you know, and, and like Brandon says, the disrespect on that, it, it, if, if I was Tennessee Titans right now and I was in, I was their coach, I'd flash with that one and a half point, you know, that Indianapolis is favored to win and be like, listen, let's go out there and let's drop 35 and I'll let them score three. You know, that's kind of, that's the kind of mentality that that coach needs to have in that locker room right now. I mean, like, listen, people don't believe in us. And I can see why, because sometimes that defense is a little lackluster. You know, they lost to the Jets. They Their first week, they looked terrible. Um, but I think the pieces are coming together. They just got to stay. They just got to stay with that same mentality. I, I really do think the Tennessee Titans come out and just blow them out of the water, even though it's a division game. Yeah, you know, Tennessee started off the season iffy, but take a look at the last few seasons. They're a second-half team, and they're – firing up a little bit quicker than they have the last few years, which is only positive for them. Uh, And again, you're getting the price right now. If you go on there, I see this line fluctuating a lot. I see Tennessee ultimately probably being the favorite once Sunday hits. But if you go on to bet tonight on Wednesday, October 27th, you might be getting a good price for the Tennessee Titans. So uh, definitely a lock bet for me there and a better's dream. Uh, if you get something like that. So in the over-under, slightly play the under. It's 51. That's really high, and it's a divisional game. Moving on, the Los Angeles Rams, they got Detroit last week and destroyed them. 
They have Houston this week, the one and six team. Tyrod Taylor is supposed to be playing. He's supposed to be back. So that might help out Houston a little bit, but the Rams are coming in six and one and they're 14 and a half point favorites on the road. The over under set at 48. So back to Garrett. Is there any chance in hell that Houston pulls this out and wins? You know, with Tyrod Taylor, it makes things a little bit more interesting, just a little bit. Um, I just, I, I just don't see it. I, that, that Houston defense is atrocious. I mean, there's, there's no way that, that the Rams don't score every time they get the ball. Even if Houston keeps it close, let's just say that for some miracle reason, Houston keeps it close for the first half, they're, they're not going to keep it close all game. That, de- that, that Rams defense is good enough to keep, you know, to stop them a couple times. And that offense for the Rams is just too good that they should score every time they get the ball. So, do I take the 14? That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. You know, it definitely in the NFL, I think I'd stay away from, from the spread uh, from the, you know, from the cover, but I would definitely take um, the Rams outright on this bet. I think that's a lock for sure, but keep away from that 14. That's, that, that's really high. And, you know, you just never know how these games go. <sighs> wow. Um, Tyrod Taylor coming back does kind of change the dynamic up a little bit. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with Houston. I know they have a, I know they have some type of deadline until they can trade for, um, until they can trade and try to get, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson somewhere. But the question is, do I see them winning this game? I don't. I don't see them winning this game. LA six and one. Houston's one and six. Uh, do I see them winning this game? Oh hell no. No, I don't see it at all. So with that being said, give me the Los Angeles Rams to cover this one. I got them winning 28-10. That was incredible. I agree with a oh hell no. Uh, um I'm taking the Rams to win, to cover uh, the over-under at 48. I would play slightly under because I don't think Houston would put up as much points against this Rams defense. Uh, but again, I'm kind of staying away. Uh, I would maybe tease it down to the Rams winning a little bit uh, by less, maybe by a touchdown or so. That way you're still getting a decent price for it. But otherwise, there's really no money there, uh, in my opinion. So give me the Rams, though, all day. We move on to Cincinnati at the New York Jets, another kind of eh game. Uh, we'd be talking differently maybe if this was last year, but this Cincinnati Bengals team is looking good, and they are ahead of the AFC North. So they're 10.5-point favorites on the road versus the Jets. We saw their Jets quarterback there, Zach Wilson, uh, hurt his knee last week in the game. So they had a backup quarterback in there. looks like they'll be riding him this week versus Cincinnati. Uh, so big news there, and that's probably why the Bengals are 10.5-point favorites. The over-under at a lower 42.5. Brandon, who wins this one? I'm going to tell you all something right now. I'm still not sold on Cincinnati. I'm not. I'm still not sold. I don't care if they're 5-2. and two. I don't care if they're number one in the AFC North. I'm not sold on Cincinnati. Uh, and, and, and what it is is that 
Anytime they get in there, they are allergic to prosperity. They get in their own way and they trick. Now, do they beat the Jets? Yeah. Uh, so I'll take Cincinnati beating the Jets 27-16, but I still don't trust Cincinnati. Cincinnati should destroy the Jets. Is Zach Wilson out? Is he hurt? Yeah, Wilson won't be playing. Oh, okay. Well, then, you know what? Take You might as well just put in a, a, your, your own spread because you can do that on FanDuel. And I'd put in your own spread for the 14, what, what they wanted uh, the Rams to do. This is a game where it should be 14 for the Bengals. There's just no way. I, 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 mean, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't see there's no way that the, the Jets take this win. There's this, I, I, just, I can't see it. That, give me the Bengals all day, every day against the Jets because in the, last, the last three times they played, the Bengals have outscored the Jets 94-37. to 37. Let it be. Let my let my case rest right there. Yeah, Cincinnati all day. Who day? We day. They are going to win uh, by that ten and a half. Play them to win. Uh, I don't like the Jets here at all. Cincinnati defense is actually looking good this year too. Uh, that win last week kind of sold me on them versus Baltimore. <laughs> just the way they blew them out, I was just shocked. Um, but yeah, I like Cincinnati on the road. I'd play a little bit of the over of the 42 and a half because I think Cincinnati can put up some points, but easy as that Cincinnati all day, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. We have another divisional game, Pittsburgh three and three versus Cleveland four and three. Uh, right now it looks like Nick Chubb will be back for the Cleveland Browns at running back, which is good help for them. And Baker Mayfield still looks to be out. So uh, Cleveland holds the three and a half point favorite lead at home over under at 42 and a half. Garrett, can Pittsburgh get the job done on the road? Oh man, this is, <laughs> this is tough. I, I, I don't like, I don't like this game. I don't even, I don't even care if, if, uh, man, if not, not Manziel, Baker, Baker Mayfield's playing. I, I don't, I don't care if he's not playing, dude. It, yeah. I just I I it's a divisional game. The Steelers always play. They they played the Browns close the past so many years, and it it, it makes me nervous. You know, I, am I gonna go up the Steelers? Yes, because we need the win. We need the win to keep moving up in the division uh, standings. So I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if I was a betting man, and you're placing a bet, stay away from this game. Stay away from this game all day because it is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns, and you just never know how it's gonna end. Garrett, I can't believe I'm about to say this about you. Oh, you're about to go blasphemous. Who won? Yeah, you're about, yeah, yeah, blasphemous. What in the world is your problem? This is the Pittsburgh Steelers we're talking about here. Do they play it close? Yeah. But Pittsburgh will find a way to get it done. I believe that. And after what? Mike Tomlin had to endure this week with a dumb reporter. Ooh, I almost cussed. God forgive me. With a dumb jock reporter talking about some bull job stuff about him going to coach a college football team. Please, if this don't fire up Pittsburgh, I don't know what else will. I say Pittsburgh wins this matchup 30 to 24. 
Wow. <laughs> we just learned some new language that you can use, folks. It's not cursing. <laughs> Boy, was it close to it. But yeah, um, I kind of agree. Pittsburgh here, I think they do get the job done. I agree with Garrett. I'm staying away from this as a betting man. Um, if I had to, I'd say Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Cleveland's really banged up now. And the only thing they really need to do is shut down Nick Chubb. If they can focus on the run and stop him, they will take care of this Cleveland team. So I, I'm, I'm having high hopes for Pittsburgh on the road. I, I like the way that they've played the last two weeks. So hopefully they can continue the winning streak here and then again move up into the division rankings, which they'd only be one game behind there in the division. So Pittsburgh over under 42 and a half. Boy, that's tough. Uh, but I would probably, I'd probably slightly play the over. But again, I'm kind of staying away. The last one o'clock game, we have San Francisco at Chicago. Right now, San Francisco and Chicago both coming off some key losses last Sunday. San Fran two and four, Chicago three and four. Uh, right now, San Francisco holds a three and a half point uh, favorite spread there over Chicago on the road. The over-under is at a very, very low 39.5 points. So, Brandon, you're hyped up. Let's keep you going. Who wins this one? I don't like this match. I don't. I, I don't trust San Fran. I don't trust, I, I, I don't trust Chicago. And I don't think there's going to be more to talk about when it comes to this game, when it comes to Garrett, because I know Garrett don't trust uh, Chicago either. Even though I think I heard through the grapevine, he does have Derrick Henry. Uh, no, not Derrick Henry. Um, uh, Montgomery on his um, squad. So with that being said, I don't like either team. This one's tough. This could be a low-scoring game. I'm going to say San Francisco wins this one by three, 21 to 18. But I wouldn't be surprised if this one was more low-scoring and it didn't end in the tie. Yeah, this 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 game is uh, it could go either way, I think, in my opinion, you know, um, San Fran, you know, they started off pretty hot in the season. You know, you got Debo Samuel just doing God's work over there in, in San Francisco. It's 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 crazy. Um, I just if we're going to compare offenses, you know, and defenses, I just think San Francisco, even though they have a worse record they're just I think a tad better I think they I think they you know the, the games they played they they seem like they, they they keep it closer than what the games the Chicago Bears have lost you know Chicago's only averaging 200 yards of offense I mean that's that's bad that is that is atrocious and I don't know if you can even get the job done against the San Francisco team with with averaging 200 yards I know the Bears defense is pretty decent even though they got destroyed last week but come on you played the goat uh, I, you know, and I'm really hyped up on Justin Fields, but I, I, I just, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't think the Bears can get the job done, even at home. I, I really do think that the San Francisco 49ers pull this out. I think a 39 and a half, it's kind of low. It might, I would say they at least get to 40. I'd say it's, it's going to be at least a 40, 40 ish spread somewhere within between 40 and 50. But uh, if you're going to bet, Money line, don't take it. I would do the spread more than anything, I think, in this game. 
going the other way. I'm going to go Chicago at home. Um, I really don't like either of these teams right now. Um, but I just think Chicago is going to have a spark this week. Something's going to click. They're going to be able to get the job done at home, defend the home turf. Very low scoring game. I actually even see this being maybe a little bit lower than the 39 and a half. Um, but it's not going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, and it's not going to be a fun one to bet. But if you did have to bet it, I'd probably take Chicago because you're giving me three and a half points at home because I think that the, this will be a close game. Um, and in that case, I'm going to take the Bears as well on the money line if I were betting it. So give me Chicago at home. We'll see if they prove me wrong. Let's move on to the Sunday games. And we have Jacksonville at Seattle. Seattle, two and five, not looking good, still without Russell Wilson. Jacksonville, one and five, not looking good at all this year, period. Seattle is three and a half point favorites at home. The over under set at 43 and a half. Garrett, which team gets the must needed win? You know, even without Russell Wilson, uh, Geno Smith. And Seattle looked, I would say, pretty decent against uh, a better New Orleans Saints just because they're healthier than Seattle. Um, and they only lost by three. So I, I, don't, I don't see how Jacksonville could, you know, pull this one out. I mean, they could. It's, it, you know, things happen. But I, in my opinion, I, I, don't, I don't see Jacksonville getting this dub. I, I see them losing. Um, I, yeah, I, I just don't. I, Seattle, I think, I think, I think Seattle needs to rebound just to stay in that division. So this is Seattle's game. Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear that sound? You hear that? That sound is that's. <laughs> yes, yeah, the sound of flush. This is the tidy bowl game number one. This is tidy bowl game number one. I don't like this game at all. Don't like it at all. I don't know what's going on with Seattle right now, but they're playing like straight up garbage. Um, I don't know what is going on. It, it, well, we know what's going on with Jacksonville. Jacksonville just looks like crap. Um, but I'd say Seattle probably rebounds on this one. So give me Seattle over to um, Jacksonville 24-20. Our first flush of the game from Brandon. That is legendary. Uh, but I like Seattle at home here. I think uh, that they get the job done again. They still want to keep alive and somewhat in that division and for a playoff spot. And uh, when Russ comes back, you know that they're going to be competing. So this is a game for them. I like them to cover that three and a half. I like them the money line, the over under. I'd slightly play the under because both teams aren't averaging that many points per game. So in that case, give me Seattle though to win this one and a much needed win for them. New England at the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, that is. The Chargers coming off the bye, the Patriots just dismantling the Jets. Right now, the Chargers are five-point favorites at home. They're four and two right now, looking to get back on top of the division. And the Patriots coming in at three and four. The over-under set at 48 and a half. Brandon, which team gets the win? This game is kind of um, this game is kind of crazy because New England's three and four, they don't look that great. The Chargers are four and two, and they don't look that great. So 
this is a team, this is really, a, this is kind of like the case scenario of it's two bad teams, even though New England's three and four, they're not showing it. The Chargers are four and two. They're not showing it. Uh, it's kind of tough. If I was a betting man, stay away from this game. I w- from the way it looks right now, the over-under I can see can be 50. Eh, eh, I say it, it, I, I would do it at the line. I got Chargers over the Patriots 28-22. Yeah, this 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 game is I, I think can go either way. This 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 game right here kind of reminds me when uh, New England played Dallas. I think that's what you're kind of you're probably going to see out of this game. Um, I think it might be it's going to be that kind of high scoring. I think it might be like a you know a thirty four to like twenty nine or thirty five to like thirty four kind of game. You know, I, I I really do think though that if any team needs it more. Uh, right now to prove themselves is the Chargers. And I think that's why I'm going to go with the Chargers because I, I do think that they are the better team, but that defense needs some work. And I think that's what keeps the Patriots in the game is because of their defense. Their front is really good, but the Chargers defensive backs, you know, they, they let up a lot of passing yards against Cleveland and stuff. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chargers this week. I, I I like Brendan said. I think I'd stay away from this game too as a betting man because it's it's a little iffy on who might come out with this dub. Yeah, if I were playing this, I think I'd go with the Chargers money line. I'm pretty confident that they can get the job done at home. I think it will be a closer game though. Um, I would take the Chargers money line. Uh, the minus five plus five. That's that's really tough to tell. Uh, but this game is playing, being played there in L.A., so I think that helps favor the L.A. team. Uh, over under 48 and a half. Man, both these teams can put up points, um, but I think it'll be a little bit lower because I think that the Chargers coming off a of bye, again, a little bit slow out of the gate. It also keeps the Patriots into the game in a closer game, uh, but I'm taking the Chargers all day in this one to win. Washington at Denver, Denver three and four, Washington two and five. Not really that much of an entertaining game here. It looks like uh, right now we have Denver as three point favorites at home over under at 44 and a half Garrett, which team gets the win? You know, every time Denver plays at home against another pretty bad team, I'm always going to take Denver just because of the atmosphere up there. You know, it's just, it just hits different. Um, I, I, I like the way, even with a banged up Cleveland Browns team, that defense is still pretty good, and they they held their own and only lost by three. I think with a uh, Washington football team coming up up there, I, I think I, I I think the Denver Broncos can get it done. I think the three the three point line there is is a good line because I don't I don't see it being a blowout either way. I, I see it being very close. This could be it also a very low scoring game. Um, so I, I'm just going to go with Denver and you take the line. Oh God! Um, I, oh God, really? This. Uh... It's again, it's a case scenario of just two not so good teams. Oh man, I don't even know how, I, I really don't know what you do about this one. 
I, I really don't. It's oh yeah, that's what you do. Uh <laughs> oh God, I don't know. This game is just crazy. But if Denver's at home, just give Denver the ball to win this one. 23-20. Uh, Garrett, I think me and you need to get on here uh, with Brandon tonight. I think he deserves a round of applause for this for this soundboard. What do you think, Garrett? Yeah, yeah, dude. I, he, he, whenever, whenever he did the first one, he had me crying. I, if if I didn't have my muted, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. I was laughing so hard. I I was literally in tears. That that Brandon. Round of applause, like Ben says. It's been a, a comic <laughs> show all night for me, and I love it. And yeah, we still got a few more games to go. Uh, but I like uh, Denver in this one at home. Like Garrett said, it's tough to play up in that environment in Denver. And the Washington football team, they're just not as good as I was hoping for this year, obviously, without Fitzpatrick. He should be coming back here in the next few weeks. But uh, give me Denver all day at home to cover that three-point spread. And the over-under at 44-and-a-half, slightly under, again, in a tough environment. Both teams struggle to put points on the board, so that's what I would play. Last 4 o'clock game, we have Tampa Bay at New Orleans. It's a battle of the top two in the division. And, guys, New Orleans not out of this yet. They only have two losses to Tampa Bay's one. So if they can pull up an upset here, they still have a chance to potentially win that division. Could it happen? Maybe. We'll find out. But Tampa Bay right now is five and a half point favorites on the road. The over under at 49 and a half. Back to Brandon. Which team gets the job done? Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. This game, this game's tough to call because. Believe it or not, Jameis Winston is playing pretty decently. Tom Brady just scored his 600 touchdown. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. But I see Tampa Bay coming out on top. So give me Tampa Bay to win this one, 28-22. I don't know if Gronk is going to be back. If he is, that would be very good. Um, because right now I see that uh, Tom Brady is trusting more of his receivers than he is his tight ends. Um, so Tom Brady only has a balance of wide receivers. If Gronk comes back, I think we're going to see that balance between him and tight ends. Uh, Mike Evans is still doing his thing. Chris Godwin, he's doing his thing. The offense is third right now. So I would say, yeah, I'd like to see Gronk come back and try to make something happen. He's questionable right now. So we'll see. Right, right, real quick, Brandon, I believe that today they did announce that it looks like he will play this week, that Gronk will be back. Antonio Brown on crutch is not a good sign. Looks like he will be out this week, but it looks like Gronk will be back for this game. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Bucks in this one. I know it's a division game. I know – you know, Saints are four and two and everything. But that front, that front seven for the Buccaneers is really good. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They really stop the run game. The only problem with the Bucs is their secondary is pretty bad. My buddy, he's a big Bucs fan. He's always been a big Bucs fan. And he keeps talking about, dude, he's like, the only reason we're staying in these games is because our offense is so good. If teams will just have a good offensive line and pass on us all day, they'd win the game. 
that being said, I think if, you know, I don't, I don't see Kamara having a big rushing game. He could have a huge receiving game. So if you're going to take anybody, you know, like in a same game parlay to have overs or anything, I think you take Kamara and receiving for that game. But I just don't see the Saints being able to pull this one off just because, you know, they, they kept it close with, I, I think, a pretty poor defensive, you know, team with Seattle. They only won by 13. And there's no way that, that you can win with 13 points against the Buccaneers. It's just not going to happen. So Buccaneers get this one done easily, I think, you know, but it's division games could be close. But Buccaneers for me. Yeah, I think it's a close game. Uh, but enough for Tampa Bay to cover that minus five and a half. Uh, they're just rolling right now. I'm not going against Brady in this one. The Saints, fairly easier schedule. You know, a, a tough win in Seattle, but I don't think they get the job done at home. I think Tampa Bay comes in. I like the minus five and a half. The over under at 49 and a half, I'd play the over. I think this will be a higher scoring game. Uh, but Again, New Orleans, they're not out of it if they win this game. So it's a big game for them. That's why I think they keep it a little bit closer, but good enough for Tampa Bay to still cover that five and a half point spread. Sunday night football, Dallas at Minnesota could be a good one here. Dallas right now, one and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, it's going to be Zeke versus Cook should be a good one there. The over under at 55 points. Um, boy, this is a tough one to pick. It should be a good matchup, Garrett, for Sunday Night Football. Looking forward to this one. But ultimately, who do you think wins? I think this is going to be a very good game. I think Minnesota has a pretty tough schedule, and they've, they've you know, they got this week by some games, you know, by some teams, and they, you know, they, they kept, they, they held their own in some games. Can Minnesota get the job done? I think so, but will they? I, I, I can't bet against them. I can't bet for them right now, actually. You know, I got to go with Dallas. I think Dallas is the hotter of the teams. They're putting up the most yardage per game. They're putting up the most points per game. Um, I, I, I'm just going to have to go with Dallas this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota could pull off that win. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's Dallas and Dak for me all day, baby. Um. As a Steeler fan, I hate to admit it, Dallas is playing really good football right now. And Dallas has a shot to get this game. Minnesota's not playing like any scrubs either. So this one's going to be tough to call. It's going to be a good matchup. I think it's one of those ones you're really going to be interested in. But eventually there has to be a winner. There has to be a loser. With that being said, it's going to be real close. I've got Dallas over the Vikings by two points with a score of 29-27. Yeah, I'm riding with Dallas as well. Really, I mean, if they – all they need to do is win in week one versus Tampa Bay and they gave them a game, they'd be undefeated right now. Um, this team is very good. They're, I think, slightly underrated. Um, because of how poor that division usually is. But I do like Dallas and this one on the road. I think this is a big statement game versus a tough Minnesota team on the road on a Sunday night football. So if they get the job done here, it just adds another great win to the resume already. Um, so I like Dallas to cover that uh, one and a half. I like them to win the over under, I think slightly a little too high. I know they're thinking this is going to be a shootout, but I think it's less than that 55 
that is 55 is a lot of points. Um, but I think it's like a, you know, 24, 21 type game. So uh, I would play the under in this one. If I was betting it, I'd feel more confident in playing that uh, than any other bet in this one. But I also like Dallas to win outright and to cover that one and a half. One more game to go on Monday night football. We have the New York giants versus the Kansas city chiefs. And one thing going for them, the giants are on a one game winning streak. The chiefs on a one game losing streak Um, three and four right now are the chiefs. And if you told me that they'd be three and four going into week eight, I'd say you're nuts. The giants at two and five, I would have agreed with that. Um, But Kansas city back home, they are 10 point favorites at home looking to put points on the board with only getting three last week. We jump back to Brandon, Brandon, finish it off. Kansas city, the New York giants, Kansas city, 10 point favorites, the over under at 52 and a half. Well, if you told me the giants were going to win this game, I only have one question for you. Are you stupid or something? Yeah. Are you stupid or something? Thank you. Are you stupid? Yeah. Um, Because a lot of people think the Giants may win this game. <clears throat> Give me Kansas City to win this one. They need this win more than ever. Give me Kansas City over the New York Giants 31-21. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I freaking love it. I, I'll tell you this is that Kansas City defense is so bad, man, that I feel like a local high school around here could also put up at least a touchdown against that team. Would they get blown out? Yes, but they're going to put up a touchdown. That, that defense is terrible. Um, I think it might be a little bit closer. I think the 10-point favorite is a, little, is a little high, you know, just because of how bad the Chiefs have been playing. The Chiefs are going to put up points against this team the Giants are probably going to put up points against this Chiefs team they're just that the defense is just that bad I see this game being a shootout to be completely honest it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty close but the Chiefs need it more than anything and I think the Chiefs rebound but it's going to be I think it's going to be a fight to the end for the Chiefs to get this dub Garrett, I disagree because there's a, there's one high school team I know that probably couldn't put up points against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is the Greater Johnstown High School Trojans. <laughs> All right, you got me. Yeah, he isn't wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to see anything like that happen. Um, but I think this is a huge bounce-back victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. They need it more than ever, and this is the game to do it. Um, this is a game for their defense to be able to step up. The Giants right now unsure if Barkley will play. Right now they're looking at a 50-50 shot. Obviously with him in the game, it gives them a pretty good shot to compete. Uh, otherwise, there's a lot of in- injuries on this Giants team. I know they had a nice one at home last week, but the Chiefs are going to be built different this week after only putting up three last week. I do think they cover that 10. I do think that they they win as well. And the over-under at 52 and a half, I think will slightly hit over because of Kansas City and the New York Giants poor defenses. So with that being said, give me Kansas City to win this one. 
and to bounce back on Monday night. So that is week eight for you guys. We were all pretty, pretty accurate with our picks there. We all picked the same besides uh, one game. So we're all locking into a lot of these teams. So make sure if you're betting to listen to this podcast, my locks of the week were Buffalo minus 13 and a half, Tennessee plus one and a half, Tampa Bay minus five and a half. I also got an eight or nine game parlay riding right now uh, for this week. So hopefully it hits. If you like listening to our podcast, make sure to follow us over on our social media page on Instagram. We are RM underscore fantasy football. And if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can now find us on Apple podcasts, also over on Anchor, Spotify, Google podcasts, you name it. We're there and we're trying to help you win some money and also hopefully win your fantasy football leagues as uh, I'm not one to talk this year. I am struggling, but Brandon doing a good job there. So I want to thank you guys for listening once again. Enjoy week eight of football. We'll be back next week for the recap of week eight and our week nine predictions. And, you know, usually, Garrett, I have you sign out, but Brandon has been such on a roll tonight. With his soundboard, Brandon, I think you need to find one good sound clip there to close out this podcast. I don't have a soundboard to close out the podcast, but I will say this. Um, those of those of you that are going trick-or-treating this weekend, please be safe. Um, please know your surrounding areas. Watch for the times and everything of that nature. This is Halloween weekend. Um, some of these games might give you a scare. Um, some of these games might be frightful, but all in all, we're looking at some good football competition. Hopefully, uh, this podcast has been able to help you guys get some of that. So have a good weekend. Have a good, um, those of you that are um, betting, uh, good luck in your bets. Uh, but those of you, let's just enjoy some uh, week eight football magic. Hey, Lions fans, remove those bags because, baby, you about to get your first win.